0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Surpassing Worth podcast. It's just Scott today, actually. Uh, Jordan is currently out in Minneapolis, Minnesota. He was asked to uh, teach English uh, for a group of uh, Afghan refugees that are in the area there. He is currently with uh, an Anabaptist organization. Uh, The name of the The organization slips my mind, but uh, yeah, that's where he is at. So it's just me today. And uh, we are currently going through a a series on uh, who Jesus is. Uh, Last episode, we discussed uh, the title was Jesus is God. And uh, so we discussed that. And as we told you uh, last episode, we were going to be discussing the manhood or the humanity of Christ. And we did, uh, record that episode. However, uh, as we told you before, we are really trying to iron out how to, uh, how to interact with each other and how to make this podcast, uh, as good as possible, uh, to make solid content and good audio and all of those things and we really did not feel like it was a good episode we didn't feel good about our content we felt kind of all over the place so we are just uh admitting that uh yeah we want to redo that one and uh but jordan is in minneapolis uh, at the time so we are either going to have to figure out how to do podcasting virtually, or we will have to uh, do episodes with uh, just one or the other of us uh, doing uh, something solo. So please bear with us. As we said at the beginning, this is going to be a faltering podcast, uh, but we, we trust that uh, God will will uh, work through us and um, that he'll be glorified in our in our content and also uh, even in even in our audio so uh, yes we we will get to that episode at some point but uh, it will not be it will not be today or uh, probably not in the uh, coming weeks so uh, but we wanted to to keep on track with every other week and so I am doing a solo podcast and I'm actually going to be just reading uh, a blog that I just recently wrote. I'm just going to be reading it and uh, trust that that God will uh, use it to to edify you and to uh, glorify himself. The title of the blog that I wrote is Satan's dynamic tool, and then in quotations, God is not good or all-satisfying. So a better way to say it would be uh, Satan's dynamic tool is to convince us that God is not good or all-satisfying. So I'm going to be reading that uh, now, and I hope it blesses you. In the Garden of Eden we find a perfect setting. God's created world has garnered God's own stamp of approval. God saw that it was good. I can only imagine the chorus of the birds glorifying their creator. The fish that swam to the glory of their creator. Even the water that flowed where he commanded. All of the all of these soulless creatures were satisfied in their creator, and as a result, also satisfied in how he created them to glorify him. The pinnacle of the glorious painting of Eden was the complete satisfaction of the creatures that God made in his image. The satisfaction in the creator was at a complete level. The picture in the garden is one where Adam and Eve both realized and experienced what it says in Romans 11:34 through 36. And I quote from that from those verses, "For who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has been his counselor, or who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. John Piper makes this statement on verses 34 through 35 in his book Providence. In other words, no one can make any contribution to God's wisdom by counseling him, and no one can expect a repayment from God as if we could put him in our debt by giving him something he did not already own. This was the picture in the pre-fall Garden of Eden, all of God's creatures ascribing to him all glory and all sufficiency. As Romans states, everything was created for him, through him, and to him. One more verse to thrust this point deeper Acts seventeen twenty five and he is not served by human hands, as if he needed anything. Rather he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. Unquote. In that sinless garden there was a knowledge of the all sufficiency of the Creator that it was indeed out of his sufficiency that all things had life and breath and everything. The knowledge of a creator who is completely satisfied in himself should lead his creatures into complete satisfaction in him. We find our satisfaction in him and in his plan and purpose for us. But alas, is that the picture we find in the world today? The answer to that question is a loud and resounding no. The sad part about that is not many can even hear that answer. It screams from the rooftops and it screams from high on the mountains and low in the valleys. But the world is deaf to it. No one wants to hear it. We would rather walk around deaf to its consequences Then draw near for its sin exposing nature. As glorious as Genesis 1 through 2 are, Genesis 3 is equally as horrifying. Satan tempts Eve first by questioning the Word of God Did God actually say? When Eve replies with the assurance that God did actually say, Satan does not give up. He shifts his tactics. He now asserts a much more subtle method. He slips a seed of dissatisfaction into the mind of Eve. Quote, God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Unquote. Did you catch that? He tells Eve, Your eyes will be opened. He makes the claim that God has created them blind. He has created them with a defect. Is he actually good? Satan is first keen on planting dissatisfaction in God, and then he offers the solution to this deficiency. Notice the further assertion of that crafty serpent. This eye-opening experience will bring about being like God. Knowing good and evil Satan's claim is God is not good His purposes are not Altogether satisfying He is not worthy of glory And here it lies In your hands Eve To eat of this fruit And then you will be satisfied Dissatisfaction In the creator Brings about our ruin We are carried away By all manner of self-exalting, self-justifying actions and thoughts. Look at what their eyes being opened led to. It led to running and hiding from God, separation from God and being cast out of the garden, dissatisfaction in God and His purpose for us, in parentheses, to image forth Him to the world, This leads us to find it in other places. This is where the answer to the question posed earlier is heard to be exceedingly loud. All throughout the earth, there is a striving after wealth, sex, power, and man-made glory. The businessman goes about his day making deals and acquiring money to stack up for himself. And why? He will lose it all in the day of judgment. Ecclesiastes 5.10, quote, He who loves money will not be satisfied with money, nor he who loves wealth with his income. This is also vanity, Unquote. What a mess our dissatisfaction with the Creator has made for us. It has sent us to things like the love of money, which Ecclesiastes tells us will not satisfy. Jeremiah 2:13 tells us that there was two evils that Israel committed. Quote, "They had forsaken him, the fountain of living water. Number 2, quote, "they hewed out cisterns for themselves, broken cisterns that cannot hold water." Unquote. There was an abandonment of the all-satisfying, all-sufficient fountain of living water and also a setting up of man-made devices in an effort to bring satisfaction. However, we find our ruin in our own creations. They are broken cisterns. They hold no water. All of this points to the fact that the all sufficiency of God and our satisfaction are not at odds with each other. The glaring testimony of that tree of knowledge of good and evil is that the commands of God are the basis for our joy and satisfaction, and that our desire to find satisfaction outside of His commands leads to our ruin. Read Psalm 119, and you will see the joy that the psalmist has in the commands of God. God's command that says not to lust after a woman is not contrary to our joy and satisfaction. It's the foundation for it. God's command to not have any other gods, like sex, money, entertainment, and sports, Before him is not contrary to our satisfaction. It is the basis for it. He is our satisfaction. Satan would have us believe that God is at odds with our satisfaction. But this is a lie from the pit of hell. Satisfaction is only found in God. All else is a broken cistern that holds no water the end so I just I, I hope that uh, you all are able to see in this in this uh, blog post that I just read that everything that we attempt as people to gain satisfaction for ourselves is, is not holding any water there's no value to it uh, it's all It's all going away. And true satisfaction is found in our Creator. Our Creator created us the way He desired. He knows us. Don't you think He knows how to satisfy us? Don't you think that our Creator is our satisfaction? So... That's it for this episode. And uh, I do not know exactly what uh, the next episode will look like. But uh, we trust that uh, we will have something in two weeks for you. And uh, I do not know whether it will be uh, Jordan by himself or me by myself or us trying out uh, some form of Zoom call or something along that line. But uh, we trust that you will be... Be blessed in the next uh, two weeks. See you later.